Welcome everyone to episode 11 of Everybody Loves Comics. And uh, this time we're going to be doing something a little bit looser, kind of like our first episode actually. We're going to be going into two reviews, uh, the first being East of West, and then our end note will be Guardians of the Galaxy because we saw it film, what, two, three weeks ago? Yeah, whenever it opened. Yeah, we meant to do a video on it, so now we're just going to do it now since uh, the Dark Knight Rises episode, which uh, we actually now have more views on than the Batman Begins and uh, Dark Knight one. I just yep. thought that was going to be our lowest viewed one for a while, but yep. uh, thank you guys for sticking through with us on that, and we just kind of felt like taking a little bit of a break, so this can be hopefully not too long of an episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, we'll also be going into just some thoughts on a couple of news items that I felt like talking about. I hope you yeah. felt like talking about them, too. Um, the Spider-Man said news from Sony, along with the recent part of the Avengers Now initiative, which is the new female Thor, Falcons, Captain America, and... Superior Iron Man. Yeah. Almost forgot about that. <laughs> and I'm probably going to forget about it right after this podcast. That's how little I care. But, um, yep, that's what we got covered for today. So, let's just get started. Uh, let's start off with the Spider-Man announcements. Okay. And uh, for Spider-Man, they've been kind of uh acting a little weird about that franchise i don't know if you've been hearing a lot about it lately not really no i um, i don't really pay any attention i really? try to go in blind on spider-man because i love it well i mean <laughs> i love spider-man not so much of a fan about the films i mean i've shown you a couple of things recently like they did say that the new venom film is gonna be called venom carnage oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah i did, did tell, tell you about that, that. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think they have a release date penned for that one yet. I just know it's basically Carnage is going to be the villain. And, uh, actually, we can start there if you want. What do you think of a Venom film? I think it could be cool. Um, Venom's one of my favorite characters in Spider-Man. Um, definitely one of my favorite villains slash not a villain, kind of. It depends it, he's on kind of been both. who's depends, yeah. going to be the Venom. Like, uh, yeah. Flash Thompson has been more of a hero in the yeah. Venom suit. Eddie Brock is more of a dick. A, yeah, in a villain. <laughs> they tried making him an anti-hero for a little bit, but he's more known as a villain. Um, so I guess it depends on where you go with it, but I'm oh, sorry, I'll let you keep going. Yeah, no, I mean, either way, it, it, it could be a lot of fun. I kind of just want to see um, what I honestly, I just want to see what he looks like. Because I know we got to see him in Spider-Man 3, mm -hmm. but I don't like to uh, acknowledge that that was really Venom. So, I would like to see what Venom would look like in movies. I'm kind of guessing he's going to look more <laughs> or less the same. I mean, like, more than the, likely, the CGI yeah. in uh, the third one looked good. Mm -hmm. For the all of, like, three seconds you saw the face before it yeah. pulled back and saw Topher Grace in it. Yeah, because he totally should have been Venom. Not only just that, but, like, you know, could you at least kept the face on? It's like the villains can't even keep their mask on in the movies. Yep, pretty much. Um... I kind of have a problem with this film already, mm -hmm. just on one one thing. Um, I, I One, I'm not a really big fan of Venom showing up early in the Spider-Man films. I kind of like bringing up a little bit more of the traditional rogues gallery into the films before you go there. Yeah. Uh, so I'm a fan of that out of the gates. And uh, that's kind of a downer for me. 
But assuming we're going off of Eddie Brock here and everything, I mean, Eddie Brock hasn't even shown up in these films. Um, the symbiote really wasn't mentioned in the second film outside of, like, a half a second, like, blinking and miss it kind of thing of, like, the Venom project. Yeah. It just hasn't really been established, so I'm just trying to think of, like, is Spider-Man going to be in this movie? Is this thing even going to be related to Spider-Man? Like, that's sort of the weird issues I'm kind of having right there is just... There's really been no lead up to that. Yeah, not It's at just all. like, oh, we're going to make a Venom film because comic book people will pay for it. Yeah, I mean, well, not even that. The Sinister Six movie. Yeah, that it's, one at no, least that's... has a little bit more follow through. I have problems with that a lot, too. Well, yeah, but I that's mean... That's my problem with the entire just... Sony franchise, for the record. Yeah, just on the, the aspect of Spider-Man's not going to be in it. I really hope he's like, in it a It doesn't bit. make sense how you can make a villain. Or, like, I don't... I don't see a way you can make it interesting to have six villains on screen. Well, with no we can get into that in a second. Yeah, but let's let's keep on Venom for a second. Um, that like I said, that's the entire Sony franchise problem. They're just tossing shit in there because they know the fans will love it, but they're really not providing the information to make us care about it on the same level as these characters in the comics. Yeah, exactly. Not um, would you prefer Eddie <clears throat> Brock first, or would you like Flash Thompson? I would like Flash Thompson. Um, the only reason I don't really want to see it now is because I didn't get to see him in Spider-Man 2 at all. Yeah, and they should have... I was looking to see if he was going to be in it at all. I liked the actor in the first film. Yeah, I thought he was really good. And if if he had been in the second one, I, I probably would have wanted Eddie Brock... Or um, Flash Thompson to be Venom. But, I mean, I didn't see him at all. Who knows where he really is or what he's doing. So I guess technically he could be off being Venom somewhere. But He could be. It could be... Eddie, I guess, it will, I guess we'll figure it out soon enough. Um, and uh, Carnage already in a Venom film. I mean, I know Venom doesn't really have villains, so I guess you really don't have a choice. Mm -hmm. But is this movie going to be rated R? Nope. Then I really wouldn't bring Carnage into this. I really doubt that they'll make any anything related to Spider-Man rated R. Well, if we're really trying to make this thing like it's related to Spider-Man, but it's Venom... Mm -hmm. You could make that R. Like, if he's not even going to be in it. I mean, yeah, they could, but I don't think they will. Oh, and yeah, I don't think they will, but I'm just saying, like, that's the... I don't know, if you're going to do that type of spin-off thing that could work. And I, I don't know, you're just bringing in Carnage, who is this character who instantly probably would make it an R-rated film. Yeah, but... I don't know how won't. they're going to get around <laughs> with that. Just barely show him on screen. Barely show him stabbing people. Yep. Can't cuss, can't, can't no, do anything. No blood, no nothing. That's how you get away with it, no blood. Yeah, you can do, like, X-Men First Class or, no, Days of Future Days Past of Future, where, like, yep. Colossus gets ripped in half, but no blood, no therefore blood. it's okay. So, yep, totally fine. Um, PG-13. Yeah, so not not really looking forward to that one, unless you were to tell me the title was Agent Venom and we're just going to have uh, Flash Thompson be, like, Soldier Venom. That'd be yeah. cool. I would be really cool with that. Uh, next up is Sinister Six. We can get into that one. Uh, that one is slated for 2016. Okay. Uh, tentatively. Uh, I, I think they might have locked up a release date. I honestly just know it's in 2016. And they haven't confirmed the cast yet. I'm going to assume Dane Duhon's in it. Yeah, more than likely. Uh, the Fires guy, the, the, you know, the dude who was yeah, at the Bo. end credits. Yep. Yeah, that dude. Um, He's going to be like Nick Fury. He's getting a little team together. Yeah, he is. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Uh, yeah, Sony really is ripping off the Marvel formula with us, just trying to make a, 
I mean, Spider-Man has enough characters to make his own little spin-off stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that you can't do that. Yeah. They're just really trying way too hard to make this thing into its own universe pretty without much. giving anything a proper build-up. It, it's pretty bad. Um, do you want to talk about who's going to be in the cast of it? Like, uh, who do you think? Because I'm guessing Paul Giamatti's going to be in it for I Sister Six. I really hope so. <laughs> yeah? I really hope so. I mean, he's one of my favorite parts. Yeah. Too. Um, I'm guessing Electro has to be in it. Didn't he die? Do you really think that would kill him? I don't know. Sony, I mean, superhero movies are pretty dumb about always killing the villains at the end. Yeah, but I mean, he's made of pure freaking energy. I didn't see that killing him. I personally wouldn't think it would kill him. And but if, if that did kill him, that means Farrah straight up murdered somebody. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Uh, did Sony seem to think he died? I have no idea, but I wouldn't be surprised if they just killed him off. I just... That'd be a really big waste. Yeah, it would, but like, I you're, mean, you're it's ma- the exact you're, same... You're setting up a Sinister Six film. Yeah. And they've only done three villains. Yep. Wait, 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 wait. Um, yeah, three. Wizard... Wizard died too, didn't he? No, no, he, no, he lived. Yeah, he lived. He it... just lost an arm. Yeah. Well, he already... Already had that problem, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I'm guessing he would come back. The problem with the Sinister Six is another big issue of we're doing that by the third film. We only have established three film or villains, so does that mean we're going to be cramming three more into Sinister Six film? Probably. I mean, they don't uh, really at have the least, much of another assuming choice. Yeah. all three of them show up again. Yeah, they don't have any uh, other If choice. Elytra doesn't show up, that means four mm-hmm. villains. And... The whole point of Sinister Six is there are a bunch of villains who have a big beef with Spider-Man. Yeah. And how are you going to... Is Sinister Six just going to be establishing, hey, we all hate Spider-Man, let's go kill Spider-Man? And does that mean they'll be the villain of three? Are they going to get their own... Like, It's going to be weird if Spider-Man doesn't show up at all in these films. Or, or yeah, that film. very strange. I mean, unless the whole movie is going to be Green Goblin flying around the city trying to find people to hate Spider-Man and kill him. While he's coughing like, up blood from the, the whole disease that's just, somehow not killing him. Yeah, the whole movie is just the end credits of all the Marvel movies. Like, none of the actual movies <laughs> themselves. It's just the end credit scenes where he's just going from place to place and talking to people who are known criminals and trying to convince them to become supervillains. I mean, like, I don't mind the idea of starting to establish a notion of the Sinister Six at the end of two. I don't even have that problem. It'd be cool if it was, like, a couple more films in. Like, the imagine at the end of, like two or three Spider-Man films down the line, the surviving villains goblin shows them and be like, yeah, uh, you kind of had a problem here with him and that didn't quite work out for you. How about you join my team here? Like, do a couple of, like, films worth of that and then it has a good payoff. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess what they could do is just take, like, their main villain, Green Goblin, mm-hmm. and basically just cram absolutely everything they can into this movie at one time. So they don't have to worry about making multiple movies to set up what their universe can become. If you just cram it all into one movie, and then just have you a, save money, like, you save minutes, time, yeah. and you build a universe in one movie. Just like sounds um, kind of familiar. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't put my finger on it, but that sounds awfully yeah, familiar. Yeah, like I feel like something else is is kind of doing the same thing, and I can't, oh. I can't remember what it is. That's okay. But, I I don't necessarily care about that either, so it works out. <laughs> Exactly. So I mean, that's that's what they're trying to do. 
and I, I guess I'll give Sony a little bit of credit that they're at least announcing stuff out of the gate. Like, they're saying, oh, yeah, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. I don't necessarily trust that they're all going to come out around the same point, but they're announcing things. The, uh, the studio that I seem to be keeping on forgetting about has that one movie with everything being crammed in, and they're like, well, we might be making that movie. Yeah, they've got, like, all... Yeah, because they announced all these dates that are like, hey, something's going to come out this day. Yeah, and they totally backed out on uh, Captain America 3 in a game of chicken and then tried to cover their tracks by saying, hey, oh, we're doing nine it's, movies. it's DC. Oh, that was and Warner it. Brothers. I was thinking Boob Studios. It's, yeah. No, oh, man. It's totally way yeah. off. Oh, man. So, yeah, uh, they have a lot in common, but at least Sony is announcing stuff. and <laughs> Sony at least... It's pretty bad that Sony knows what they're doing with Marvel's character uh, more than DC knows what they're doing with their own characters. True, true. But at the same time, though, Sony, I have to take away some brownie points for when the lead writers of their franchises basically did say, we don't know what the fuck we're doing, and Sony doesn't know what the fuck we're doing. Like, they said it on an interview of, like, yeah, we're just kind of making this shit up as we go. And you can really tell by about this point. I mean, even just look at Amazing Spider-Man 2's end credit yeah. or not end credit scene mm -hmm. they took out an end credit scene of like norman osborne's frozen head yep that's stupid in of itself i guess you could have him show up in sinister six Who, was... norman yeah he's dead he has a frozen head in an end credit scene he's dead <laughs> honestly the whole they could have fixed that movie by leaving him alive well, you can just say that he's, like, faked his death. Exactly. He faked uh, Yes, he faked his death. He I want to see his... Chris Cooper in a film. Don't give me five minutes of Chris yeah. Cooper and then take him away. If, if they would have just had him fake his death, because that would have fixed all of these stupid logic problems of, oh, why does he have the suit and not put it on? So he fakes his death because he wants his son to test the suit. That way, if the suit doesn't work and it kills him, yeah. he knows it doesn't work and he has to do something else. Honestly, Harry... There you go, because he doesn't give two shits about his son then at all. Harry totally should have died in that film, then. Because, like, if Norman faked his death, it'd yeah. been really cool if, like, the whole film was about Harry, and he dies in the process, and Norman has this line of, like, you know, eh, you know when you make an omelet, you gotta break a few eggs. Yeah, exactly. So, and he wouldn't have necessarily had to die, because even if the suit works, here comes fucking dad walking out like hey bitch give me my suit back yeah there you go done the shit works i want to live you can go fuck yourself yeah pretty then much. you have real green goblin i mean like harry was a green goblin for a while so i don't even have a problem with that necessarily but it would have been really cool if like it was just norman like we said faking his death yep <sighs> but like if chris cooper showed up then that'd be four i guess but it, it's it's really bad. Well, but who's so, he gonna be if he shows up? Um, Green the Goblin. Other Green two. Goblin. Green Goblin two. Like, uh, uh, what I don't it? think he would take that. I'm pretty sure. No, 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 no. It'd be what Raimi called James Franco's Goblin in Spider-Man three. New Goblin. Dumb Goblin. <laughs> no, new useless Goblin. goblin. <laughs> Retarded shoehorned him into this movie Goblin. <laughs> He's the Hobgoblin. No, so no. Harry Osborn is the Green Goblin, <laughs> and his father is the Hobgoblin. Something seems backwards. I here. get the feeling also that if if Chris Cooper ever got to be a goblin, he would look just as bad, if not worse, than Dane Duhan. Probably because we, for some reason, cannot make the goblins look halfway decent in any of these films. Like, nope. not a single film has had a cool-looking green goblin. Nope. Honestly, 
You could have just fucking left the mask off of, uh... Willem that, Dafoe. Yeah, leave the mask off Willem Dafoe. He doesn't even need it. He doesn't even need any makeup. Like, that dude just looks like the fucking Greek Goblin. Well, if they wanted to put, like, a regular mask on the dude, that would have looked creepier yeah, than... instead of a big plastic... Power Rangers helmet. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <coughs> oh, dear God. So, end scene that I forget. like... Went on a tangent with the end credit bit. I meant the end scene of the alternate ending of um, Richard Parker technically was supposed to live at the end of the movie. Not the tiger from Life of Pi. I, I haven't seen that movie. Oh, well, it's amazing. And he names the tiger Richard Parker. Oh, I've... Or... Now I don't know if you're fucking shit. I'm dead serious. <laughs> he names the ti tiger Richard Parker in Life of Pi. Oh, my God. <laughs> It's very oh. difficult for me to hear that name. That was one of the few times without when, saying it in an Indian accent. That was one of the few times when you said something, and I'm like, I don't know 100 percent if you're bullshitting. I'm me or dead not. serious. Okay. Dead serious, and I, I literally every time you say Richard Parker, it's in my head in an Indian accent. Okay. So, not Life of Pi, Richard Parker. Okay. Who had a really dumb opening scene in Amazing Spider-Man 2? Matter of fact, he's just completely fucking pointless in this franchise. I, I hate. The past stuff. I'm sorry. <sighs> but work. he is plot device in the second movie. Yeah. Hey, here's how you got your powers. So. And here's how you can totally save Harry Osborn's life with your blood. Don't do it, though. Because <laughs> bad You gotta be a dick. <laughs> Tell your best friend in the whole world that you can't save his life. <laughs> because something terrible could happen. <laughs> Maybe. Probably not. But it might. So be a dick to your best friend and let him die. How do you love this movie again? Because it's Spider-Man. And it's... it's I love Spider-Man too. Honestly, I love this movie just for Spider-Man. I don't love really mo most of the things that happen around it. Mm -hmm. But Spider-Man is perfect. Spider-Man's really good. It's just Spider-Man. Spider-Man's really good. And I love... I can watch... I can watch that opening scene with him jumping off the building yep. and swinging through. I can watch I can that, do that all day. I could do that. That doesn't mean I can sit down and watch that movie, though. It's not like a god-awful piece-of-shit movie. Yeah. It's just not good, though. Yeah, I could watch either one of those movies ever, anytime. So, point I just keep on trying to get to. His dad, who we've established is dead. And is a dick. Yes, well, especially if you go off the alternate ending where he didn't die, and then literally name drops with great power comes great responsibility to Peter. Because, yeah... Uncle Ben dying and Gwen dying hasn't quite hit the point yet that, hey, great power comes with great responsibility. Thanks for telling me, Dad. But then, the, see, the deleted scene that they deleted from that deleted scene, Gwen Stacy wasn't really dead either. No, that's for the third movie. Yeah, she just fell. She's, third she's, movie. Yeah, she was unconscious, and Peter buried her No, alive. no, no, no. I want three. You don't be the biggest mindfuck for Spider-Man fans in the world. We're just going to do the clone saga, number three. No, she's not a clone even, and Hold she's on, not back. even that. That's how we do not it. Not even that. It's just buried. It's the Ryan Reynolds movie Buried, but it's Gwen Stacy. <laughs> that's just that's because all she three. was buried alive. Like that was the whole movie is Spider-Man three is Gwen Stacy was never dead, she was knocked out, and they had her buried alive. And they never took her cell phone for some reason. And uh, no, you have to they do didn't take her cell phone. Would be all of this cool shit, and yeah. then you just get to the movie and it's just her entirely in the coffin. Yeah, all the cool shit happens in the opening credits. No, no, I mean, like, the trailer is completely fake. In the movie, you walk into it, it's just her to cough it for two and a half hours. Yeah, and they didn't, because they, she, she still has a cell phone because the caretaker, she was, like, coming back. She was leaving, con or she was regaining consciousness. Yeah. And he knocked her out because he, he really wanted to bury her. Okay. So, 
that's it. That's the whole movie. Wow. And she calls Peter Parker, and you never see him, but you hear his voice. And he, he goes to the wrong graveyard, and she dies. So, 20 minutes in, this episode's already fucking disintegrated. Yeah, you get two movies where, Just, you get wow. two movies where Gwen Stacy dies. Except only one of them is real. Okay, then. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not looking forward to that one either. Big shock. Uh, let's go into... The other announced thing, and this this kind of feels like Sony just trying to get attention, <clears throat> but at least it's a step in the right direction. I'm going to take it in a little bit more of a positive light. Mm -hmm. Sort of. Like, kind of. They announced in 2017 that there is going to be a female Spider-Man related movie. Uh... So we're not entirely sure what they mean by that. We don't know if that's like a Spider-Woman movie, a Spider-Girl, No, it's Black exactly Cat. what you were just talking about. It's going to be Clone Saga. Spider-Girl, but it's Gwen Stacy from Ultimate. It's basically Ultimate Universe Clone Saga. <laughs> that would be kind of funny. And that's what happens. Oh, no, 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 because it was Peter Parker. It was a clone of Peter Parker became Spider-Girl. Yeah. I already knew that. I was going to say was. I was going to say thanks for spoiling it. It was me, not Gwen Stacy. I already knew that. I was incorrect. Yeah. It was a clone of Peter Parker. I guess she somehow, well. Gwen Stacy was brought back as a clone, but she had herpes, so they had to kill her. I don't believe him. No, for real. Not even joking. In Ultimate Universe, when they cloned Gwen Stacy's corpse, Carnage had transferred the herpes virus into her corpse, and that transferred into her clone, so they just had to kill the clone. I'm just going to keep going. No problem. I'm just going to, I'm just going to, that's the best way to deal with you sometimes when you just keep going. I'm just going to just keep going and just ignoring you. So, uh, with this film, it's probably Black Cat. That's probably what they're getting at. Um, and my response to that is, hey, that's pretty cool. Um, I guess we had Felicia Hardy show up in Spider-Man 2 for God knows why reason. She really had nothing to do. No, she was there because. Well, she's there to fill a quota of, oh, hey, the fanboys will love this. Yep. Um, I just found it really weird of just the, oh, hey, what's your name? Oh, I'm Felicia. Felicia Hardy. I'm like, oh, okay. Not a bad pick, by the way. The actress didn't seem bad. Yeah, she's pretty hot. Uh, she just didn't really have anything to do there. So I really don't have much to say on whether this character is going to be, like, the most likely pick. But since... That character is actually more established than most of the Sinister Six. All of the Sinister Six. And Venom. Completely <laughs> Venom. Because we don't even know who the Sinister Six is going to be for sure. Yeah. For all we know, it's going to be six completely different villains that we've never even seen for some reason. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to take a step back for a second because I forgot to do the one thing I actually wanted to do. Who do you want to see in that movie? I want to see Doc Ock, even though I would rather see him first. Green Goblin, Electro, um, Rhino, definitely. Venom would be cool. And honestly, I think it would be really cool if Craven the Hunter was the sixth one. Oh, that would be cool. I love Craven the Hunter. Yeah. I pretty much have to put him into everything I want for Spider-Man. I'd be cool with that. Except for the Spider-Man 2 video game where you team up with him for some reason. Well, that entire game's pretty shitty, isn't it? Yeah, the whole thing. Okay. Where Carnage shows up. Yeah, for, like, no reason. Once again, fanboys. Yeah. That game is dumb. Don't ever play it. Um, My dream team <coughs> would probably be Doc Ock, Rhino, 
Electro. Or actually, no, no, screw it. If Electro's actually dead, I want Shocker. I want Shocker to show up in this universe. Because you know what? You don't really have to establish Shocker too much. You can have just some scene of um, of Shocker getting foiled by Spider-Man in a or joking by, manner. Or, and he's just kind of like, fuck this guy. Not even by Spider-Man. Just the fucking New York Police Department. That's how useless Shocker is. Shocker's awesome, though. If we're Shocker. talking about so the mainline dumb. universe, he's awesome. Watch Spectacular Spider-Man. I um, did. And he's awesome. He's still dumb. I don't he's, like Shocker. Oh, there's something wrong with you. Shocker's awesome. <laughs> something about that costume's awesome. So, whether he's a jokey villain or actually just, you know, kind of like a... He does, like, a, just kind of a low B-grade powered-up yep. dude. That'd be cool. Uh, that'd be a, a cool pick. Mysterio. Need to have Mysterio in there. Yeah, that would uh, be really cool. Um, Green I Goblin. even existed. And... Yeah, uh, I'll go Craven too. That'd be a pretty awesome team. Uh, whether we're gonna get any of that or not, who knows? So okay, back to that film, uh, or the mystery female film. I'm guessing it's just gonna be Black Cat because that's the only one that really makes a lot of sense. If Spider Woman shows up, that would be really freaking weird. Like trying to explain how someone else got spider abilities, especially since this continuity specifically was like only you can get this power. No, it's gonna be Mary Jane gonna be a mary jane standalone movie laugh my and it's just her trying to become an actress is it embarrassing if i said I'd watch that i'd watch it like you don't be really... depending on who the cast is is mary jane because i don't want to see stupid butt face what's her name charlene woodley no not her the, the whoever it was. yeah i don't want to see butt face kirsten dunst in this movie but say charlene woodley looked pretty good for the pick yeah a lot of people seem to hate her which i didn't quite understand i mean yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know. I, she looked like a good actress. She was in Descendants. Did you see that? Nope. That's the George Clooney one, right? Yes. No, I haven't seen That's it. That's a good movie. Uh, and she did a good job. That's actually, when I saw that movie, I was like, you know, she'd make a pretty good Mary Jane. And then, like, six months later, she got cast. I was like, oh, hey, I should make a career off of this. First yeah. Anne Hathaway, now Mary Jane. Uh, so, yeah, I would go with that idea, but I know that's not going to happen. I'd especially be cool with Black Cat since that's the only one that makes sense. It can be kind of a, like, heist movie, I guess. Mm -hmm. But another random question, though, how much of Spider-Man do you want to see in these movies? Because you can't just not have him in them. Yeah, I don't... I don't, I don't yeah, think you can just get away with not having him in there at all. Yeah, not really. I don't... It doesn't make sense. Like, a black cat would definitely have to have him in there a little bit. You would think. Sinister Six, he has to be in it for maybe, like, at least on the very basis, like, if, what, let's assume that Sinister Six is going to be a prequel to 3. Mm -hmm. Like, what if a Sinister Six is just assembling them for Spider-Man 3? That's the whole point. Like, you're just establishing the <clears> other <throat> characters, so Spider-Man 3, we don't have to deal with the same villain setup bullshit from the previous two. Yeah. You just get right to the point in 3. Yeah. That wouldn't actually be a half-bad strategy if you established a villain slightly better. But, like, you know, you use uh, Spider-Man showing up as a way of showing why the other villains hate him. And then they build up together, start doing some evil shit. Be a different kind of movie. That could be kind of cool. Yeah. And then Black Cat, similar kind of thing. And then maybe in 3, you bring in Black Cat and the Sinister Six? That's a cool guess, way to tie yeah. it together. And then, I guess... Then you have seven villains in one movie. Well, Black Cat might not <laughs> necessarily be a villain, though. Yeah, that's true. 
but I'm just saying, like, that's the only way I could see this playing out is, if, like, if they're starting to make this world-building thing and it's going to tie into, like, Spider-Man's going to be, like, the Avengers of Sony's franchise. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I never even thought of that before, but how how are six villains going to work in a movie? No, nothing like, even like that's been team, done before. Like, that just seems like kind of a lot. Like, I, it works in a comic book format because you've got longer than an hour and a half to two hours to deal with it. Yeah. But even you if the first... Yeah, even if the Sinister Six is just building it, that's a lot of fucking backstory you got to cover in, I guess, maybe four, if they're going to keep Green Goblin and Electro. Well, at least Green Goblin and Rhino. Or Rhino, yeah, sorry. Um, maybe Rhino. So maybe you only have to cover... Well, we still don't know dick about Rhino and how he got in that suit, really, but... I don't really need to know how he got in the suit. They, no, you they don't. They gave him the but suit. I, wanna, I mean, if, if that's what they're going to do in Sinister Six... I, I don't know how six villains are going to work. I, I don't know I'm either. I'm curious to see. Honestly, you know what might be one of the best ways to look at how to do a Sinister Six film? Hmm. The Ocean movies. They're kind of not... Like, they're thieves and bad people technically, but you like them. Yeah. Uh, and how they got established. They established like 13 people really quick. And we got a good sense of who they were and why they're doing what they're doing. And then you watch the, these characters bounce off each other. Maybe yep. that's all we need. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it can work. I just don't know if... Uh, I don't necessarily trust Sony to Yeah, do I don't it. know if they're going to be able to make it work. Oh, I agree. It, it's just, it's too rushed, too cobbled together, and it's probably going to blow up in their face because that's my whole problem with this franchise once again. Just like... Huh. Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. <laughs> Looking at stills. Um, so get to Spider-Man 3, and that's coming out in 2018. Which is really weird. You're going to have to wait four years for a Spider-Man film. Which yep. it better be fucking good at that point. You have like three years. You have at least two and a half years to write up a really good script. I'll still like it. Even if it's not great. Probably. As long as they keep on what's-his-face as Spider-Man. Andrew Garfield? Yep. As long as he's Spider-Man, I'm still going to like it. I just don't like how they write as Peter Parker, though. Well, see, I don't necessarily care about that as much because I'm going to see Spider-Man. Yeah, but when I'm can... paying to see one, I'm paying to see both of them. Yeah, I can I can live with an okay Peter Parker if I get a great Spider-Man. See, I want both, though. My problem is I'm too spoiled on Spectacular Spider-Man, which in a half hour can do everything that these films can't do yep. and so much better. And I'm like, how can a two-hour film not be better than a 30-minute cartoon show? Like, it's insane. Yep. Because they have, like, probably not even, like, a like a tenth of the budget. Not not even, it's way, way more than that. But, yeah. But it's just insane to me how that quality of writers are not being, like, Sony's like, oh, hey, you guys are really good. How about you write our Spider-Man films? How is that not happening? Like, I, I don't understand that idea. Because their show got canceled. That show had to suck. That thing got canceled. A part of me is just dying inside. <laughs> I hope you understand. Like, my life as a Spider-Man fan is a living hell anyway because I have to deal with post one more day bullshit and the ultimate Spider-Man shit of the TV cartoon show mm -hmm. and a very subpar Spider-Man film franchise right now that is really too focused on cramming villains down my throat and not actually making me give a shit about them. Yep. And also making kind of a jackass Peter Parker. Yeah. But a great Spider-Man. 
for the second film. I still love Spider-Man the first one. I don't really like Spider-Man the first one. He was an amazing Spider-Man in the second one. Yeah, really good. I like him in the second one. See what I did there? He's an amazing Spider-Man. I know. Just ignoring. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, it was okay. <laughs> it was okay. Better than my random Back to the Future shit. Yeah, so... What do you want from Spider-Man 3? Andrew Garfield. And Anything I would else? like Mary Jane. Me too. She got cut out of the second one, which I don't fuck if I know how they were going to throw her into that. Yeah, I'm really glad that she got cut out of the second one. Um, I would like to see... I really wouldn't like to see the Sinister Six, honestly. I don't but want then them it makes to be the Sinister Six 3. film completely it pointless. It does, but I don't want them to be in it. The problem is then that they shouldn't have announced the Sinister Six for the for their own film. Yep. Why the fuck <clears throat> isn't that in a Spider-Man film? You exactly. Need, you need to at least be three films in before you pull shit like that. Yep. I mean, especially since, like we said before, we've only seen three villains. Three big villains. I'm not counting Rhino. Four, technically... <sighs> Who's four? Which one am I missing? Goblin, Electro, and... Lizard and Lizard. Rhino, so that'd be four. Well, I'm not... Yeah, I, saw, I was only counting the big ones. I didn't count Yeah. You know what, at least... I mean, technically, Rhino is one of his villains, but he was in it for, like, five yeah, seconds. Yeah, but he... God damn he was it. amazing. Yeah, he was. Totally called that ending, too. Yep. This is just depressing me. But who would you want to be in Spider-Man 3, then? Because, like, like I said, it makes Sinister Six completely pointless. It makes whatever female superhero film before that, assuming they're still going to do it, because I feel like they are really trying to get attention off the fact that Warner Brothers and Marvel Studios, ironically enough, haven't announced a female superhero movie yet. Mm -hmm. Like, they're kind of trying to be the first kids to do that, since that's kind of the end thing these days. Yeah. And, I mean, I really want to see Marvel Studios and DC start to step up and do stuff like that, so if this forces them to, hey, great. But right now, it's just attention right now. That's all it is. Yep, pretty much. <clears throat> I mean, I think... If I got to really... If I got to pick a villain... Obviously, I want to say Graven the Hunter. But if I really got to pick a villain, I want to see Michael Morbius. Yeah. That's who I want to see. I'd be cool that. With that would be really fucking cool to see. Honestly, I think Jamie Foxx would have made an amazing Morbius, too. Nope, he had to be a nerdy guy who turned into Electro. Which I didn't mind Fox as a casting pick for that, but they did not write that character really well in that first act. Uh, from what I've seen, they did not write that character at all. They let him do whatever he wanted. How the fuck is this franchise making money? Yeah, apparently that was all Jamie Foxx. Oh, God. All that. The comb over, the gap in the teeth. All that was Jamie Foxx. Well, I guess you can throw racist undertones out of there because if he designed it, it's not racist. No, he that was that from what I've read, I don't exactly remember where, but from what I've read, that was all Jamie Foxx. <sighs> like he wanted that to be over the top. I guess you could also say Smythe. He was in two for a little bit. He might be in the six. That would be cool. I, I would like that, and I like that guy, too. I can't remember his name. Something, um, something, it's like BJ Novak. Yeah. Yeah, he's cool. I like him. Forgot about him for a second. because you be. only saw him for a second. Yeah. He could be this universe's Doc Ock, because I get the feeling they really don't want... 
they want to do Doc Ock, but I get the feeling they're also kind of scared to try and top Molina's performance. Yeah. Which, by the way, Molina wants to do it again. It'd be funny if we just said, fuck it, he's going to be back in this Doc Ock. Why not? Fuck it. Uh, I'd be cool with it. Okay. Uh, I think we covered the Spider-Man Phelps. I think so. Uh, so I'm, I'm just kind of casually... Uh, as more news comes out, I'll talk more about it, but I'm not exactly being like, oh man, I can't wait for uh, any of these Spider-Man films to come out, which really bums me out because I want to. It's not like I'm trying to say like I'm looking to hate these things. I don't want to hate yeah. them. They've just been very subpar. And I think it's partially, once again, because I don't think Spider-Man really works in film. Like, he does in terms of the effects. Like, they can't really match that on TV. But Spider-Man has much more of a TV quality to me. Mm-hmm. Or to it. Like, I want to hear anyone try and argue with me besides effects. Don't put effects into this argument. Yeah. Try and tell me that a Netflix TV show for Spider-Man wouldn't work. Yeah. No, it would it work would. so much better yeah. on every level. Pretty much anything. Like, you could take the same storyline in 1 and 2 and make that into a 12-episode season be so much better mm-hmm. most of my complaints probably wouldn't even exist yep agreed completely <clears throat> i'm ready to talk about something good though are you yeah let's talk about dark Knight rises again oh wait did you, did you say good yes sorry yeah i guess um, we can talk about batman vs superman dawn of justice how about east of west okay that works that's something that's actually good yeah so east of west by the way, Don Justice still has a slight chance of being okay. Mm-hmm. I want to see a trailer first. That's all I have to say. Um, so, East of West. Uh, this is your first Techman book, isn't it? I think so. I, I, I can't be 100% sure because I'm terrible with names. I know you are. But I will look it up and find out while we are talking. Well, you haven't read any Avengers. Correct. He did that. You haven't read any Fantastic Four. Unless he did all new Fantastic Four. He didn't. I don't think you've read any of that. You've heard me talk about Manhattan Projects. I want to read Manhattan Projects really badly. Yeah, and it's amazing. Uh, It's looking like no. Yep, I don't think so. Okay, well this is your first Hickman thing. I, I will let you start out then with how you felt about that we can just kind of bounce around and see where it goes from here okay um well i tried to read this book like three times but i kept starting it at 1 30 in the morning mm-hmm. so all the history and stuff would just seemed really tedious to me oh can you say the um, basic plot premise too yeah that's probably a good idea to start yeah <laughs> um basically from what i've taken from this is the end of the world is coming but it's not, I guess it's not, from what I, it seems to me anyway, it's not technically supposed to be coming. It's someone found the end of this message, and they've decided to start the end of the world. Basically, there's a, a religion surrounding the end yes, of the world. Yes, and they, they found the way to start it. Yes, because the three horsemen of the apocalypse have arrived in the form of children to try and stop the fourth one, Death, the main character. Yep. <clears throat> and uh, through some circumstances are trying to start up the apocalypse. The thing that we did leave out, though, was that this is alternate history, basically. It's like a sci-fi western. Yeah. 
the Civil War just goes completely sideways different than how it normally is. And which is actually, I know you're going to say that the history part was uh, one of your least favorite bits, at least at one in the morning. Yeah, one well, like Yeah, I did oh, go back and man. reread it, and I enjoyed it. If I but... say, when I first read that, like I got so hooked on the idea that like it's just the normal Civil War starts out first, and then the Indians get involved, and it yeah. just becomes this decades-long just Native like shitstorm. Native Americans, don't be racist. Anyway, I apologize to all of our Native American listeners. I'm not gonna comment <laughs> further. That's, that's horrible. Oh my god. Um, but that's just a fascinating idea. I I love that 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 went that way. Like I've never. Usually it's the South winds. Yep. There usually isn't a third option past that. And they went into a really batshit crazy third option like Hickman does. He comes up with these awesome history ideas that I just want to see basically like... I want to see stories set in these things that he just tells in a couple panels. Like just stories set in that universe. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, let's see. But yeah, I, I really, really... Because um, I did... Like I said, I read it at like 1 in the morning. But I only read about half of it. I really didn't want to put it down once I had actually started. Um, but I did, and I, I finished it. <laughs> actually, this morning I finished it. Nice. Um, and it was just awesome. I loved just about everything about it. And it was, just, it was nice to see something so original. Because mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm the kind of person who gets really tired of the same things over and over and over. Yeah. Um. Like pretty much with everything, like a, a, a lot of movies, I'm just I'm so sick of seeing the stupid dystopian future, dumbass bullshit in movies. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, obviously there's exceptions to everything because there are ways to do things right. Exactly. And I'm just, I mean, even like I said, like stupid Hunger Games, and what whatever that newest one that just came out was, um, like Maze Runner. Maze Runner looks dumb. Basically, like kid novelization. The things. stupid and yeah, because they Trying all to be seem the next to, they're Potter. all based on they're all based on a book, and they're all set in a dystopian future. Yes, and it was cool the first time. Well, that or you have the Harry Potter type of plot of uh, an average kid gets swept up into this really magical universe, like Percy yeah. Jackson, Harry Potter. Uh, Percy Jackson, the books were awesome. Yeah, but the movie. The movie I did not. Actually, there was one cool thing in the movie, and it was Hades. The way that they did Hades in the first Percy Jackson movie was fucking awesome. Yeah, and then they made sequels to it. I didn't. I didn't even finish the movie, the first one. It was (laughs) fucking garbage. Who was Hades? Oh, I I don't know who played him or anything, but the way that he was animated in that movie was amazing. Because he was just CGI, obviously. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, he was literally he was like a fucking fire monster. Oh, I thought you were just gonna tell me he was like a business suit wearing. Oh guy. no no no! He was he was like a giant fucking fire demon. Okay. And he was awesome. That was the only cool thing in those movies. They were fucking garbage. But, I mean, movies, games, books, everything. I get really tired of seeing the same things done over and over. Fucking remakes. I'm so tired of remakes. <laughs> movies, games, all of it. So it was awesome to pick up this book and read something that. I've never really seen before. Um, I think the only other thing I've done or read or seen or whatever related to the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse is the video game Darksiders. 
I never got to play it. It's really cool. You play as War in the first one. Okay. Um, and you are literally one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse, and you are bringing about the end of the world. Um, I don't think they're going to be banking anymore because that company got bought out, and they weren't really popular. Um, they had like a cult following, right? Kinda, yeah. But in Darksiders 2, you played as Death. So oh, it would have been cool. really cool to get two more games and kind of finish out all four horsemen. Not going to happen. But it's probably not going to happen. So either way, it was really cool to read this, um, especially after playing that game. It was kind of funny to see War as a child. <laughs> all um, of them as children. Like, they're just really creepy motherfuckers. Yeah. Um, I mean, the pile of dead bodies with them all standing on it. Even, like, the opening bit of them just, like, rising up out of the dirt. Yeah. Is really disgusting looking. Yep. I mean, it was just really fucking cool. And there's a lot of really cool, like, parts slash images because there's never really a part where it's like, oh, the, the art's really cool, but what he's saying is fucking dumb. Or what he's saying is cool, but that art looks fucking shit. No, it's amazing throughout the entire book. And I think my favorite part of this book is um, when... I, I, I'm awful with names, so I'm not going to remember. But when the leader guy of China... Yeah, it was a Mao. built his entire army up, and it, it, some for some reason thinks he's going to kill Death with yes. this army, and he literally just fucking kicks the door in and blasts all of them with, like, one fucking shot. Yeah, it was blasts like the straight, giant, yeah, like, laser horse huge thing. Huge laser horse cannon, blasts straight through the middle of them, <laughs> and, like, all right, well, there's, like, two-thirds of your army dead in one shot. So, I mean, that was just such a cool fucking image of, like, um, that's fucking Death. Yep. Well, I love that Death is basically the classic Clint Eastwood type of character. Yep. Like, he's looking throughout this book for his wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, Who he thought was dead. Yes. And, uh, so he goes looking for her. And also, I guess just visually. Apparently he was, like, all black, now he's all white, and he's running around with some Native Americans with him. Uh, Proud of you. Yeah, I'm, I'm learning. <laughs> I'm going past my bigoted ways. So, one of them, like, both of these people are really cool. One of them's Crow, and I think the other one's, like, Wolf. Because yeah. one of them turns into a giant, like, flock of crows and just descends on people. Yeah, I, I remember and the Crow. And then the other one, the dude, turns into, like, a freaking white wolf, and it's pretty cool. Uh, Death doesn't even need to have that shit. Like, he literally will just kill you with a six-shooter, and yep. he doesn't care. Like, he will just follow... He got screwed over, basically, by the other horsemen and the religion of the message. So he's going after all these people who screwed him over, and it's kind of this big old sci-fi revenge thing. Uh, I love how he kills the president of the... I forget if they call it the United States, necessarily, or the Union. I think they call it the Union, I think because it's the, Union. the uh, yeah. Confederates are still mm -hmm. around, too. Yep. And, like, I just... I love that... Just some of the lines he gives are just such classic, like, grit western, like, I don't know, I'm a badass, and I'm gonna, I have no problem just killing all of you. Yeah. Like, he just puts six rounds into dude's face just because. Yeah, I know, I really liked one of the lines, I won't remember it exactly, but when the guy convinces Death not to kill him. Oh, yeah. He says, you've received the mercy of beating me and not dying. You won't get that mercy again. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was just fucking cool. That character was pretty cool, too. Yeah. Um, and once again, it's like death is traveling. We're getting a sense of how crazy America's gotten with this alternate history. Like China came in, like when uh, Mao Zedong was uh, exiled. Mm -hmm. uh, 
in uh, I'm not too familiar with that actual historical figure but he gets exiled in America in this uh, storyline and he buys up a huge chunk of land and he, it's like the house of Mao so he owns like the west coast of America it's this big ass empire and death fell in love with his daughter yes one of his daughters and she's been exiled for like 10 years had her hands cut off has metallic hands and uh we start getting a sense of that culture and uh i just find it interesting that there's a woman who is actually able to like fall make death fall in love with her Mm -hmm. and then we find out that kind of a spoiler thing but i just love this idea their baby is going to be the beast of the apocalypse yeah that Which was is really incredible. Fun. And I love how it's constantly being tested in this room where it's like, what's your favorite line? And he makes up like your favorite line in any literature. And he makes, he says this line. They're like, Oh, who quoted that? I did. Yeah. <laughs> it's like all this crazy shit. And <clears throat> there's a lot in this book. That's kind of waiting to be revealed. Like we're, this is just the first piece of this world. I'm sure there's just so many other facets that I don't know of yet. Mm -hmm. And um, I think the important thing, this is a really good book for you to start out with because a lot of Hickman stuff gets really out there and sometimes you're not fully aware of everything he's doing until later on. This one's just kind of a more straightforward sci-fi Western thing with a lot of really cool ideas going on, but nothing that uh, you can't read and go, I don't know what the fuck is going on right now. Like he kind of has that going for him, kind of like Grant Morrison's known for. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think one of my um one of my other favorite parts in this book, I don't know if if you noticed it or not, but in the scene you were ju- or in the on the page you were just talking about um with the their son tied yeah. up on the machine when she asks him how he feels. I don't know if you remember that part. Yeah. He says, "How do you feel?" And he says, "I don't know what that means." <laughs> yeah. It almost looks like the robot's eyes are crying. Like almost, it almost looks like that machine has more emotion in that in itself than that child does. Like I, huh. I almost want to open that up. Yeah, you should that, open that like, up. I, I, I didn't even notice that. I looked at that image and I'm like, that is absolutely amazing. And I don't know where exactly it's, it's going to be. It's like the last issue, I think. It is the last issue. Okay. I'm fairly certain. But I mean, when I saw, yeah, here yeah. it is. When I saw that. One more over. One over, right there. Oh. Those look like the saddest eyes, wow. and they're on a machine, and it's almost like that machine has more feeling and emotion than that child is ever going to have. <laughs> That's a really cool... I didn't even notice that. Huh. So, I just... I fucking love the art. Yeah. Uh, Dragota's art, uh, he... I'm not too familiar with some of the other things that he's done, but this book just looks incredible. Everything from, like, the future tech vehicles and just how out there they are. This is still set in the early 1900s. So things really drastically changed really freaking quick. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just, I really thoroughly enjoyed this book. And for 10 bucks, yeah, yeah, this was definitely. 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big Shock, an image book I love. Uh, we need to get a hold of volume two really soon. Yeah. I agreed. would have by now if I didn't buy Bedlam. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just feel like if you enjoy like an old-fashioned western but you like a little sci-fi in there too and if you want to get a good taste of what hickman can do but not go into something that's really out there and really possibly confusing like his uh, shield work mm-hmm. then i would personally recommend this i 
especially if you love great art. Like, if you're one of those people who likes a story, but you need some good art, like, do you ever have that? What? Oh, like the story, but the art's not as great? Like, are you one of those people, <clears throat> I, I'm pretty sure that you're not, but, like, just out of curiosity, do you need really good art to enjoy a story? Because I know there are some people out there who can't handle just kind of okay art. No, not necessarily. Like, a lot of people complain about um, Dark Knight Returns because of the art. Yeah, that's a pretty common one. And I, I, I mean, yeah, it's not the best art I've ever seen, but that story's fucking amazing. So I really don't care. Yeah. So, I mean, I can, I can get past that. If the art's not great, I can get past it. Now, if the story's not great, I don't care how good the art is. It's not going to get me through that book. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that kind of varies for me, too, a bit, though, because I think there was one issue that you were telling me about where I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the art is so bad, like, just so horrifically bad, like in that She-Hulk issue you were telling me about... Oh, God, yeah. It can derail how good your story is. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, it's disappointing to see it. But, I mean, I got through the book, and I still like the story. Yeah. And thank God that artist came back. Yeah, I don't even know the artist. all the art is back to normal in the in the issue after that. Okay, so. good. I guess the person needed a break. That's my guess. Yeah, they're not allowed to do that ever, ever again. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, because the way Image does it, they usually have, like, hiatuses in between volumes. That's usually why some volumes take a little bit to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Sex Criminals was on a bit of a hiatus. Yeah. Uh, and I think East to West had that, too. So, um, do you have anything else to say about East to West? Um... No, I think that covered all the points I wanted to make. Yeah, uh, just in terms of just really quick, yeah, I'd pick this up. Highly recommend it to you guys. And um, yeah, probably next week I'll get volume <clears throat> two. Yep, 10 out of 10. It's like Skyrim with guns. I'd probably give it a 9.5, I'd say. Mine was a joke. I figured that. Just if we're making up bullshit numbers, though, <laughs> I'm going to say 9.5. Give like a, No, 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 I'm going to make an IGN uh, number. I'm going to do like an 8.7. Yeah. Yeah, close to that. <laughs> I hate that. Or like 6.8. What the fuck? Yep. Oh. Gotta give it that point eight. It's not quite a 7. It's just... Oh. I, I understand point fives, but anything after that is just retarded. Um, could be worse. It could be like, oh, it's a, it's around a 9. 9.9 is the worst. They gave him <laughs> Moon Knight issue 1 a 9.9. Oh and it was like, God. are you fucking serious? That's a 10. There's no such thing as 9.9. Just round up. Dumb. It could have been like nine point nine 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 one. Like that would have been funny. Oh yeah, that, that would have, that would have just been funny. Like nope, 9.9. I'd actually down. be really cool if there was a book that was so bad they gave it a six point six six. Yeah, or like a zero point one. No, you just give it a zero. <laughs> I, no, what well, what was the thing that would give it the point one? The title? Like yeah. hey, I like the title font. No, it's it got printed. They tried. They get a point one for their effort. That doesn't effort. really help me much with that. I mean, like... They if... got a point one for effort. <laughs> That's like when you don't put any answers on your test and you write your name and the teacher's like, I gotta give you something. You wrote something down, you get a point one. They tried. Personally, is, look, personally though, is... if I did that at school and I got a point one, yeah, I probably would argue. Can I at least get five points? This is see, this is America, and if you try, you get rewarded. Kind of. That's not even kind of. Not anymore. 
You don't even you don't even really have to try anymore. <laughs> it's just hey, you know what? The government's gonna give you some free money. Why? Because you don't have any right now, and welfare is for you. You don't need to look for a job. Just tell us you're trying. <laughs> That's America. Okay. We're probably gonna lose a whole bunch of likes. Probably. But you know what? No, 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 no. Too I, bad. I would just love it. It's like, yeah, your politics. No, no. I went through Dark Knight Rises. The moment you started talking about welfare, that's where I draw the line. Yep, we just lost every every listener we have that's on welfare. Just stop listening. Okay. Oh well. So let's go into news, which will probably. <laughs> uh, we're we're alternating stories where people will probably get pissed off with us with stories where I guess people will like what we're saying. Yeah, sure. That seems to be the unintentional format. I don't know if everybody's gonna get pissed off with us for this. Ah, uh, probably not. I don't think so. Yeah, that's that. That's a good point. The, the Spider-Man films are just a weird nerve point. Yeah, I love Spider-Man, but I get, I completely get why people don't like him. Yeah. Uh, so, <clears throat> figured we'd cover these three bits of news simultaneously, and these are older bits, but just kind of felt like talking about them. So, Marvel's starting up an Avengers Now initiative, and <clears throat> the focal point of their Avengers Now initiative, of course, involves the big three of the Avengers. Iron Man, Captain America... Thor. Uh, except two of the three are going to be not the same people, and the third one's going to apparently be radically different. Um, okay. Do you want to <clears throat> start with Thor? Uh, sure. Thor, for some reason, is going to be a woman now because Nick Fury whispered something into Thor's ear, and now he's no longer worthy to wield the hammer. Once I found out about that, my interest in reading Original Sins or Original Sin, because there's a Sin. Yep, there's one. also an Original Sins. Don't get confused. Yeah, that's here. why I keep on catching myself. Yeah, my interest kind of yeah. plummets down now because it's like, okay, so I guess we're gonna be more focused on setting up other crap than just telling our own story. Great. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I mean, it's it's it, I I would I would get it I guess a little bit more if. Thor truly did something to lose his his worth and lose that honor of okay you are never gonna touch his fucking hammer again. I I would like probably, if that happened, yeah. cool. Mm -hmm. Because that's pretty much what would have to happen for him to to lose that. Like in the movie, he lost it because he disrespected Odin and basically said fuck you. I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. And he's like, all right, no, you're not. Go learn how to not be a dick. And you can have the hammer back. I'm going to so, add one other bit to that. Yeah. I would have really loved it if it happened in Thor's own fucking book. Yeah, exactly. And then it would have to for for any of this to happen, really. Unless, well, I, get, it, I well, guess unless technically book, it could have like, been. It, how about this? Not, not that I'm saying I wanted this to happen, but let's say that Thor just said fuck Nick Fury and exploded him with lightning. Boom. Okay. Hey, but Thor. you still have to deal with that in Thor. Yeah. Like, it's still... It well, happens in Original Sin, fine. It, it's a pretty egregious yeah. thing where, like... Uh, I think Odin's alive now in Marvel Universe again. They, they kind of bring him back. They kind of kill him. It's not quite like Professor X bad where, like, he's going to die every couple decades. Yeah. But, like... Yeah, like, basically someone looks at that and just goes, Yeah, it's pretty bad. No, you're not going to use that hammer anymore. Yeah, so it's still something, like, cool. It happened in Original Sin, whatever, that you fucked up. 
and now in Thor's book, he has to deal with Odin and the consequences. Fine. Yeah. But no, in in Original Sin, Nick Fury whispers something in his ear, and Thor can't pick up the hammer on the next page. And I'm guessing that it's like, hey, if you want to find out, you got to read Thor, the female one, and or I guess if there's going to be a second Thor book of regular Thor. My other weird issue with that is, um, so are there just going to be two actual, like, Thor names running around? Like, that that's just kind of the weird thing for me. Like, imagine Thor, female Thor and Thor in a room. Are they both going to, is someone just going to say Thor and both of them are just going to turn their heads? Or how how's that going to work? Is Thor going to have another name he's going to go by? Probably. Like, the only thing I can think that that would work is... Like, names like Thor and Sif, Loki, Odin, like, they're not their real names. Yeah. They're more of, like, the title that they have. But that's kind of weird, though, because that really... I don't think that's really been established. I, I wouldn't think so either, um, but that's Marvel the only universe. way that I would think that would make sense. Like, yeah. because you, if you're going to lose Thor and give someone else Thor's hammer, unless you're going to give it to, like, just random fucking... Pick a random name. A random female character in Thor. Sif. Okay, so you're going to give Sif Thor's hammer. She'll still be called Sif, but she's got Thor's hammer. Yeah. That's the only other way that can work. I guess, Because you can't call two people Thor. I especially find it weird, though, if we're going to make <clears throat> Thor a title. Like, I understand Captain America is a title. Like, mm-hmm. anyone could really be Captain America. Different name, but that's their title. Anyone could be Iron Man, because that's a title. Yep. Thor is kind of a person. Yeah, they really make it seem like that's his name, and it would make sense that that would be his name. And it's just... I'm not trying to nitpick that to death. It's just a weird thing that came to my mind of like, yeah. I'm assuming at some point they're going to be in a room and someone's going to say Thor. Is he going to be someone else? Is he just going to be like uh, John Doe? Yeah. No, he'll be Richard Parker. That would be And really... he'll hop in his DeLorean and he'll impregnate Peter Parker's mom. With and the then he'll, mask. And then he'll die in air quotes, but really he just becomes Thor again. And uh, and that's the retcon. That's that's his original sin. Oh god! Oh my god! That's what Nick Fury whispered. <laughs> there was a great. You're Peter Parker's dad. <laughs> that's what he whispered. <laughs> there there was a um, there, there was a great comment that you reminded me of on the IGN boards. Occasionally, I love internet boards because occasionally they'll come up with something really funny, and someone uh, put in what. Uh, Nick Fury was saying to Thor, Odin's never loved you. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, I don't want to completely, like, take a shit on this either at the same time. Like, I, it annoys me because this is what Marvel does. Like, they're trying to get up some publicity, trying to diversify their line. Mm-hmm. Which is weird because I feel like Marvel has, like, a rather diverse line as it is. Yeah. Like, I mean, they tried putting out a Sith book. Why not just relaunch a Sith book? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I mean, there's another female character right there. Uh, what's also especially weird to me is we have an Angela character we literally took from Image Comics and the Spawn universe and put here. Yep. Uh, Kind of, like, I mean, she's getting an ongoing. That's actually been confirmed. But I find that weird that we're giving her an ongoing, but we're still making a female Thor. Like, it, it's just some weird little things of, like, you telling me we don't have characters that couldn't fill this role already well i don't know what we just read says it's going to be one that he already knows yeah but what's especially weird to me though was the fact that i i thought i could have swore maybe i'll have to look up the article later but i thought in the initial 
stages of the announcement, they were saying it was going to be something completely new. Like, a completely new character. And my beef with that, too, was I was like, well, there are so many strong female characters in Thor. Like, why isn't Angela or Sif or Jane Foster or Valkyrie or who the fuck knows uh, become Thor? Like, you have all these characters, and I guess that would make sense. And I know someone's going to say that, hey, other people have been Thor before. Yeah, but Beta Ray Bill was still Beta Ray Bill. He wasn't Thor. Uh, there was some dude who was impersonating Thor for a while, like, but he was a dude who had the hammer, and he still technically became Thor. Weird continuity bit, but... Yeah, so, I mean, maybe what they'll do is, is give someone like Sif the hammer and still call her Sif. And then she becomes Thor. And she's just got Thor's hammer now, but I, she's still called Sif. I, I guess. That's the. I mean, that's. But it really seems like it's going to be the work. mystery yeah. though with the book. Um, in terms of creative team, if anyone's curious, it is going to be written by Jason Aaron and with art by Russell Dowderman. Um, I do like the design for the female Thor. At least I'll say that. Yeah. It's a it's a good design. It's got and, some pretty big tits. Thanks for going there, Brian. No problem. They're right in my face. I couldn't help it. Okay. So, uh, I, I want to trust Jason Aaron. I really do because I love Scalped and Southern Bastards. I know it's going to be amazing when it comes out in trade. It is amazing. Uh, so I want to give this a chance. <clears throat> yeah. My biggest beef of all, and this is going to be all across the board with all of these Avengers Now announcements, mm-hmm. is just the simple fact that Marvel is going to do this for probably about two years. Maybe a year and a half. And I guarantee you, about the time the Avengers movie comes out... Oh, wait, that means next year. But by about the time the Avengers movie comes out, if not a little bit after the fact, we're going to get Thor coming back. Yeah, eventually. Which then kind of defeats the point of it. It's like, you're going to look at that one period where it's like, oh, here's that period of time when they tried turning Thor into a woman. Yep. And, I mean, like, I'm sure it'll end up being good, well-written, because it was Jason Aaron, but... It just feels like Marvel's just kind of changing up shit just to kind of see what happens. Okay, and then real quick, um, Falcon is Captain America. Eventually, Steve Rogers is going to become Captain America. Marvel's just fucking around with shit to fuck around with shit. Yep. And Superior Iron Man, eventually Tony Stark's going to back being normal Tony Stark because nobody wants to see Dick Tony Stark. More Dick Tony Stark, so Marvel's just fucking around and be fucking around for shit. Uh, so, especially with boom, that we one. just covered all three of these in like two seconds. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. The only differences with Superior Iron Man is they're probably like they might acknowledge that Thor was like someone else took up the Thor mantle for a little bit. Yeah, and they'll probably acknowledge at some point that hey, Falcon was Captain America for a little bit. We can go into that one in a second. Yeah, with Iron Man, I fucking guarantee you that no one is ever gonna bring that up. In five years or ten years. That's going to be like the part of continuity where they're going to be like, yeah, we're just going to kind of pretend that didn't happen. Kind of like a fun fact in the 90s when Tony Stark turned out to be a uh, sleeper agent for Kang the Conqueror. Mm -hmm. And they, in order to stop evil Tony Stark in the 90s, they had to go back in time and bring out teenage Tony Stark from another dimension who then killed their Tony Stark and then he became Iron Man. They just kind of ignored that, of course. Yeah, that makes sense. Was Doc Brown involved? I We can read it and find out. All right, Doc Brown. I'm just going to... I'm not even going to read it. Doc Brown was involved. I think at some point we should and review it on this show just for fun. Like a big old like Avengers of the Crossing. You know, if That's we do anything time travel related, it's all going to turn into me making Back to the Future jokes nonstop. 
I'd, I'd still like it. Non-fucking-stop. It might be alternate dimension. It might not even be time travel. That's fine. Doc Brown built an interdimensional DeLorean, too. Just for this instance. Just for this instance, he built an interdimensional DeLorean. So, yeah, um... Actually, I'm going to take a step back from Superior Iron Man 2. Actually, I think I covered Superior Iron Man. Let's knock that yeah, one out. there's not much quick. else to cover. Yeah, uh, Tony Stark is, I guess because of Axis, the other Marvel event that's going on, even... Do you get really annoyed, by the way, just the simple fact that Marvel announces the next event while the current event's still going on? Didn't they announce, like, three or four all at one time? Yeah, it's kind of what they do. Yeah, because they did that one... The, the 100th year anniversary or whatever well that's not that's not an event that was more of just them making yeah but i think they announced all these at the same time because i saw that all on the same list it was like the 100th anniversary axis um i think there was another one with spider-man spider-verse yes not spider-verse at the same time uh i feel like there was one more well you see usually they have a thing of doing like character specific events like um for example, the Bat Family usually has an event kind of thing every year or two. Like Zero Year, like they just did. More like or Death like of the Family. Halloween death, or... No, no. Okay, Death no, of the Family. More yeah, like yeah, that. Gotcha. Where other books tie into it. Um, Superman uh, has Superman Family events normally. X-Men usually has X-Men related events. Um, those are kind of the big ones. Green Lantern also has stuff like that happening, too. Spider-Man seems to have a couple, at least. I know he did Spider-Island. Yeah, Spider-Island's kind of a big. bigger one. That was one. fun. I like that one. Yeah, I heard that. The basic point I heard about that was, uh, Dan Slott doesn't know how to write Spider-Man. I liked it. I liked Spider-Island. It was fun. I heard that's the best thing in his run. But, so, I don't know. It just kind of annoys me, though, especially Marvel's habit these days of one revealing every surprise twist of an event right before the issue comes out yeah and then two detailing what the next event's going to be before the current one ends yeah like i don't know it's just kind of like my pet peeve well i mean it just kind of makes the event not really worth reading it's kind of pointless yeah yeah uh like i doubt that anybody during um identity crisis i bet no one DC probably didn't reveal who the killer was in issue, th- like, as issue three was coming out, for instance. Mm-hmm. They probably didn't go, oh, hey, you're like an identity crisis here. Well, we're going to be doing, uh, if I, this doesn't quite match up in terms of time. I think Infinite Crisis came out a couple years later. But let's just yeah. say, hey, in two months, we're doing Infinite Crisis, the next big event. It's going to be great. Uh, just that's my big pet peeve. So during Axis, Tony Stark, kind of his ego gets let loose for reasons I don't fully know why. I don't really care to know why either. I'm starting to not even care about that event either because I don't really need to read it. Uh, and he's going to go to San Francisco and unleash his extremist technology on the people of San Francisco. Like he's putting out this phone app where he's saying that they can have promises of beauty, higher technology, and possibly immortality. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of talking about this as like a darker, corrupted Tony Stark who's letting his ego loose in a mad scientist kind of way. I don't really want to read that. Yeah, no. Uh, the only compliment I can give the book is, I, one, I did hear that uh, Injustice, that writer of the really popular web series, is on it. I'm, I've heard it's good. I'm sure that the guy at least knows what he's doing. Um, and I actually kind of like the Iron Man armor. Have you seen that? I have not seen the new. Uh, here, let me show you. Yeah, yeah, the, the design looks cool. It's not the movie outfit. 
Here it is. Uh, yeah, I did see... Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's cool. I did see that I was getting a new one. Yeah, that does look pretty cool. Yeah, I, I like the design of it. It looks really, like, futuristic. Yeah. And I dig that. Um, but I'm not really a fan of going this full-blown with it. Um, actually, let me correct myself. I don't mind you going this full-blown with it if uh, I didn't know that you were just going to kind of pull back the curtain a couple years from now and just kind of ignore it once again. Mm-hmm. Like, that's Marvel's biggest problem. Make yeah. it matter, please, and not just take it back a couple years down the road. So, yeah, that's all I have to say about the Iron Man 1. Do you have anything else to say about the Iron Man 1? Nope. I Other know you... than it is pointless. Pretty much. So, Falcon is Captain America. Along with that one, also pointless. Yes. Well, a little less pointless, but still pretty pointless because they're going to... Steve Rogers will be Captain America again. Yes. Uh, he's not even dead, which no. that one's good, but... He's just tired. He just needs a little break. He magically got aged to being 90. Seriously? Yeah. That's retarded. Apparently, his super soldier serum got taken out of him, and he instantly turned 90. Man, comic books love to do that whole remove my venom and instantly die. Like, Yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently, God, that's got to linger in his system for a little bit. Apparently, that one isn't as much. Uh, Remender's the writer of that series, the mm-hmm. Captain America one. That one isn't as much him as that's Hickman on Avengers. He's, like, doing a jump six months ahead, and apparently, like, in six months ahead, Steve Rogers was a 90-year-old dude. Yeah. And there was a new Captain America who turned out to be the Falcon. Uh, I'm sure a little bit of that had to do with Falcon was a really big standout in Winter Soldier, which I agree, Falcon was awesome in Captain America the Winter Soldier. And from reading the Brubaker run, I really enjoy the Falcon as a character. Yeah. Uh, he's a fantastic supporting character. I wouldn't have minded seeing him in his own ongoing book, actually. That might have been kind of cool. Um, but I have a major issue with uh, this, not on a character level. He's, mm-hmm. he's pretty worthy to wield that shield. I don't mind that part. I just have a problem that we are two consecutive cap runs in, and both writers felt the need to put a new person in the Captain America suit. Yeah. That's my big problem. Brubaker's one I'm currently reading. I love it. it. It took the time to actually go into this character, you know, having what it takes to become Captain America. Yep. The Falcon, however, I don't think is going to have about two years, maybe three. Actually, I think three to four years to fully be Captain America for me to respect this. I think it's going to be a year, year and a half, maybe two. And then, hey, Avengers is out. We got to get him back in that shield and he's going to be gone. And I especially find it that we're running out of creative ideas with Steve Rogers because we felt for two consecutive runs to replace him. Yeah. Is every run of Captain America now going to devolve down to halfway through the run, we're going to take him out of being Captain America and someone else is going to be it? Probably. Can Thor be Captain America next? Maybe Thor, yeah, maybe he will. He'll become Captain America because he can't be Thor anymore. Sure, why not? But he's still basically Thor. Like, he uses the cap shield the exact same way he uses the hammer. Like, he can throw it and fly with it. Have you seen the uh, the concept art of it? Yeah, I did see that. That, that looks really cool. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I, I dig that. Um, it's being written again by Remender with art by Stuart Eminem. And Eminem's art is excellent. Uh, though I will say Eminem's kind of a slower artist, so I don't think he's going to be on the book past, like, issue 8. Yeah. Uh, that's one of those Marvel artists where I just know that's not going to happen. Uh, so, I don't know. I That's one I'll give a read at some point, but at the same time, the moment I looked at this, I'm like, you know what? Uh, if I'm going to read a Captain America 
of like a new Captain America filling the role. I'm just going to read the Brubaker run. Screw it. And once again, that actually frustrates me on another level because why couldn't we just have Bucky stay as Captain America if we're going to be continuously replacing Steve? Yep. It would have made a lot more sense. But if they did that, then Bucky couldn't take Nick Fury's job. Because we have... Because we totally haven't run out of things for Bucky to do. No, because Nick Fury never existed. Oh, my... You know what? I'm just... I'm done talking about this. I feel like I'm going to be talking (laughs) myself into a circle, as always, about this. So I'm done talking about it. Are you done talking about that one? I'm done. Yep. Okay. Can we talk about something good now? Yeah. Batman again? Batman vs. Superman? Dawn of Justice? You really just want that film to come out, don't you? So I can't wait. I really, honestly, I want to like it, but I really don't think I'm going to. I'm kind of in a similar boat. And I'm kind of excited to be able to shit all over it, just like Dark Knight Rises. But I'm going to be really surprised if I do like it, and I'll be happy. I'm, I'm at least looking forward to seeing Ben Affleck. Yeah, I, I am I am definitely looking forward to that. And I'm honestly more excited for the potential of him directing a Batman movie than I am for this one coming out. I would agree. So anyway... <laughs> ignoring things that may or may not happen i guess we can talk about guardians yep guardians of the galaxy the movie that everyone called marvel's biggest gamble and even i kind of agreed like i when i saw the trailer i'm like i really dig the vibe this thing's going for it's going to be a little bit more of a space adventure yeah uh not quite as serious as winter soldier and that's fine i don't want everything to have the same tone whether it's like out there and super fun like Light, lighter tone all the time or darker tone all the time. I want stuff that's mixed. Yeah. So I really enjoyed that we had the more serious espionage grounded take of Captain America and now we're going to have a big old space adventure with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, which is basically Star Wars and Spaceballs combined into one movie. Yeah, I can go with that. But no one shouted ludicrous speed. No, they didn't. But <clears throat> that's okay. That's basically what I, I took from these movies. Is Star Wars and Spaceballs put together. You get the fun shit happening around in space, and they're flying around, they're fucking around with each other. But shit gets really fucking serious really fucking quick. Yeah. And it stays that way, and there's no real scenes where it's like, really, you're just going to shoehorn these dumb jokes in here? It never feels like it's forcing comedy or anything like that. It all just flows perfectly. Which I was kind of worried about as well, just given the, given the tone, I thought what I was going to be getting was a lot of humor, and I was going to think that most of it was not exactly going to be necessary, but still kind of a fun thing. Like, I was thinking, I was expecting kind of like a Thor 2 level, of like, I'm going to enjoy this, but it's not going to be the greatest thing. But I loved how well it balanced everything, between the characters, yeah. the plot, everything just felt very tight. And for how many jokes were flying out at uh, at, at us, I was just very impressed with the fact that it was able to pull everything off so well. Introduce us to the like Marvel cosmic side of the universe. Yeah, and I think... Oh, man, what was that company? Oh, DC. They totally tried to do this one time. W- with what film? I, I'm not I'm not too certain I remember. I think it I... was... Uh, man, it might have been like Yellow Lamp. Or something? Lamp. No, no, no. Green Lantern. Oh, yeah. yeah. The Ryan Reynolds they totally one. totally fucked it up. Yeah. Yeah, but Marvel did it. Surprising how 
Well, you know, it Marvel really helps it. when, you know, your movie is only set for Earth on all of, like, what, ten minutes? Like, the opening scene on Earth, and that's, like, that's it. it. They don't ever go back to <laughs> Which, Earth. Which, by the way, that opening scene, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, completely, like, took my expectations for that movie, which, honestly, were pretty low, and just, they skyrocketed. As soon as that scene was over, I'm like, this is gonna be fucking great. Yeah, I just, I was not expecting that kind of scene to be in this movie. Not at all. And, uh... Just to go on the tone once again of the galaxy bit and just introducing the worlds. I love how they just kind of have the names of the worlds and they have some information, but it's never anything too, like, we're going to info dump you. Mm -hmm. A lot of it's just very natural. If here you go, you will be able to piece it together. You're not idiots. Yep. Um, the Kree and the Xandarians, they don't like each other. Ronan the Accuser is a Kree. He wants to kill them. You're going to go to some other worlds. One of them is, like, the dead head of a celestial that we're just going to say. You know, we're not going to go into a 20-minute rant about it, but here it is. Yep. And uh, that's all we really needed. And we're going to put a whole ton of effects on the screen, like I said, and not centered on Earth with the 15 minutes of, oh, oh wait, crap. Green Lantern again. <laughs> nice one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was really impressed. I, I just... I don't want to keep on saying that but <clears throat> i know a lot of people are saying it's like their top five marvel movies or like the best marvel movie i'd probably would say it probably cracks my top five because mm-hmm. um, just everything was a surprise from the cast with chris pratt just killing it like i haven't seen a lot of chris pratt like you did yeah i, I saw him in parks and recreation is the first place i saw him i absolutely loved him there um and he was he was great as the main guy in the lego movie even though it was just his voice he was fucking great and I cannot remember that character's name. In the Lego movie? In the Lego movie. Yep. Oh, well. Haven't seen it. Yeah, it was. it's fantastic. If you guys haven't seen the Lego movie, you're missing out. And you're definitely missing out. <laughs> At some point, I'll get to it. Will Arnett as Batman is amazing. <laughs> and if you don't believe me, go see the Lego movie. And I think, like, the thing with Chris Pratt and one other actor that I can get into in a second, but... Chris Pratt was a guy who I figured that was a really offbeat pick to lead a superhero movie. You know, it's this comedian who isn't really known for being really fit. Like not yeah, like, not at all. Not like super fat or anything. No, not like. But a, just not like a yeah. fit type of actor. And he not only turned it around really well, but he was very charismatic. Uh, kind of had a fun Han Solo vibe going, and guy had some good taste in music yes he did that soundtrack was probably the best soundtrack i've heard of just music i'm not even talking about scores i'm just talking about music that's the best use of it i've seen in quite some time yeah it was it was awesome uh also if anyone's curious the second actor that surprised me i thought dave Batista was gonna be shit yep and he was fucking awesome he was dude's huge by the way yep didn't realize how big that guy was but he was just really, like, he was, like, comedic straight man. Like, he just takes everything so literally. And that's quite a funny joke, actually. Yep. Like, there'll just be some, like, lines he'll deliver. And he's meaning it, like, in a serious kind of way. But they're just so funny. Yeah, he was he was awesome. Um, oh, and kudos for getting a talking tree and a raccoon to work in a movie. Yeah, a talking tree that can only say, I am Groot. Yep, voiced by Vin Diesel. Just and ridiculous. Bradley Cooper is a uh, rocket. Uh, 
the cast is able to bounce off each other in a really fun, dynamic way. I uh, that that's once again half the fun, kind of like Avengers. Like this is a group of people that really shouldn't be working together, but in a way, I feel like they almost get more scenes to bounce off each other than even Avengers had. Yeah, uh, I like that they're not even a hundred percent good guys yet. Like they're outlaws. Like they'll kind of do some good things because they're kind of like the thieves with the heart of gold kind of thing going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they have no problem stealing crap or killing. Yeah. Not at all. And uh, there's just, um, I mean, even at the end when they were let go, fucking Rocket was like, "Well, what if I cut a guy in half?" Or no, that uh, was that'd be illegal, <laughs> and you'd go to jail. <laughs> then, I love like, his delivery on it. That'd be murder. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, let's talk about the villain real quick, since I, I know a lot of people are quick to jump on, like, "Oh, the villain sucked again," like in all Mar- Marvel movies. Yeah, everybody had problems with. What's his name? Uh, Ronan. Ronan, yeah. And the main complaints that I get is he's not that evil in the comic books. Yeah, I, I guess I've heard. I, I'm not too familiar with the character. Yeah, I'm not either, and that's that's why I didn't have problems, I guess. I think my counter, but, though, is that these are adapting the comic books. They're going to do some things different. Yeah, that's that's most people's main complaint is he, he, he was a bad person in the books, but he was not as evil as they made him look he was never a main villain apparently from what i've heard i don't know for sure okay. i've never read guardians of the galaxy books uh, but that's that's the complaint i've heard from three or four people that hmm. um i i know who've watched it um said that he's never been that evil okay and they did not really like that they made him that evil i kind of dug how evil he was from his opening scene yeah. I, I felt that I know a lot of people were like, "Oh, he's Malekith. He's Malekith." No, I understood his scene, his motivation from the very first scene he showed up in. Malekith. I didn't understand why exactly he wanted to go back to the darkness thing. I felt like we were missing a couple of scenes of understanding why he felt the need to do that. Well, it's because he had a headache. It was too bright, and he needed to turn the lights off. So now I want to see like Malekith's drunken hangover movie. Yeah, it's the pre. It's a prequel. It's coming out next year. Okay. You know what? Uh, our own drunken Marvel hangover franchise. Yep. It's just the hangover, but with Marvel characters. I- I'd actually be pretty cool with that. So, but like with Ronan, though, first scene, it's like, okay, uh, the Koreans and Darians, they've had this ancient war. They hate each other cultures, you know. That's definitely not like anything that's going on in, you know, the earth these days there's not cultures that just want to wipe each other off the planet or anything so uh they're starting to get to a peace treaty mm-hmm. and he doesn't like that he wants to wipe out all of the xandarians so he's just gonna go about that by getting a hold of one of the infinity stones which yep. i love that we finally got an explanation for those by the way uh and i know that like we don't get a lot of scenes to understand him more from there like we don't get a lot of fleshed out villain stuff from him yeah but I at least understand from his very first scene what he wants to do. Yeah. And definitely. when he shows up, shit does get real. He just he's a very competent villain. And, you know, he'll just mercilessly kill people. Yeah. And yes, I would like to see more with him, but we're spending so much time developing the, you know, cast of the guardians, which you needed to do. Yeah. So if I had a choice, I will make sure that our main characters are well established. And well, yeah. and then have the villain who's still good. He's not bad. 
uh, kind of have him be on the back burner for the first issue. Because this is like basically the first issue of the comic book. Almost no villains really well established in like the first issue of a comic book in the older Marvel days. Like it took more times and more appearances for them to become that well established villain. Now Rowan's not going to get that chance of course because he died in this movie. Yeah. And I kind of wish that Marvel wouldn't kill all of their villains because of that. Like I don't think it'd be as big of a deal if you know, hey, the villain's not as well established the first time around, but he's still alive, so they can do more with him later in later films. Yeah. I think that would do them a lot of good, having more reestablishing villains. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Nebula is going to have that a lot, because we don't get a lot with her, but what we get is she is really freaking creepy. Yeah. Uh, like, kind of an adopted daughter Thanos kind of thing going, and I love her line when Ronan gets the Power Stone, and... Uh, She's, like, saying, oh, hey, if you want to kill Thanos, I'll help you destroy, like, a thousand star systems. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there, I mean, there wasn't a lot about that movie that... I, I Honestly, I can't think of anything that I watched where I was like, eh, whatever. Kind of dumb. Yeah. There wasn't um, really any one particular thing where I'm like, eh, that could have been better. I think the only small, like, if we want to talk about the comedy real quick, too, like, I really enjoyed the comedy. Mm-hmm really quick-witted, very fast, like, joke-a-minute kind of thing. There'd be an occasion or two where, and this, like I said, not a big deal, but there would be an occasion or two where they would make a joke, and then I feel like they should have cut the scene there and then moved on to the next scene. Mm-hmm. And then they do that thing where, like, right before it cuts to the next scene, there's another joke. Like, just a small little thing. And I'm like, you didn't quite need to do that. It's still kind of funny. But, like, every now and then that would happen. Like, not a ton. Like, I'm not like, yeah. oh, yeah, all this thing's, like, pointless. But for the tone of the movie, it worked. Yeah. But every now and then I just would get a little bit where I'm like, yeah, you could have left it on that note. Yeah. I um, can see that. That's really my only major point with it. Because, like I said, the villains aren't a problem with me. Especially Thanos. Yeah, Thanos was fucking awesome. I'm so tired of seeing people complain about how he looks. Um. Yeah, the CGI on Josh Brolin's incredible. Nope, the CGI in Avengers was better. Go fuck yourself. I don't even care if you're offended by what I just said. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> fucking it dumb. Kind of past the point of no return anyway. Too I'm bad. Not going to edit that. Too fucking bad. Uh, on the bright side, too, though, it once again confirmed what we felt, that Brolin was brilliantly cast as Thanos. Like, his first line of dialogue, he just nails the character he is yep. creepy as shit yep and he looks amazing the fucking floating chair just every that entire scene was just fucking awesome it was so well i also love that ronan killed the uh the minion from avengers that was really yep. awesome he got a little cameo yep. back and just snapped his neck also ronan was really fucking brutal with that guy in the first scene of the movie just yep. smashing his head in with a mallet and the blood draining down yep <laughs> um Trying to think of some other things to talk about with this film. Oh, I know you cried with Groot. Yeah. You want to go into that? No. <laughs> I hate Vin Diesel because of Iron Giant. <laughs> and I hate his voice because of Iron Giant. So when he says, I am Groot, at the end of the movie, all I really heard was, I am Superman from the end of Iron Giant. And my inner eight-year-old came out of me through the form of my eyes. And it was not fun. And I still hate him because of that. Though I did get a pretty awesome Groot uh, pop thing, whatever those are called. Pop vinyls? Yeah, I think so. Whatever they're called. I got an awesome Groot pop vinyl thing 
that glows in the dark. Good luck getting one if you didn't get Loot Crate. <laughs> I'll sell you mine for 200 bucks. It's not bad. Not bad. Hit deal. us up on Facebook. 200 bucks for exclusive glow in the dark Groot. I'm sure. Only available through Loot Crate. Sure, that would work out. I to cut you off because what you're <laughs> saying was totally related to the review. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think anyone else could have done that uh, bit for Groot, actually. I know everyone's like, oh, it was just three lines. Anyone could say three lines. Well, it's just the motion capture, too, like the facial gestures he brings with it. Uh, like, there's just certain bits where he just feels like the most innocent one of the group. Like, you get, like, a cool little moment of him giving a little girl a flower or him sacrificing himself a little bit to save the rest of the Guardians, which was a really powerful moment. Or you get the end credit bit of him in the little vase yeah. dancing around. It was pretty hysterical. I think Ron Perlman would have been cool. That would have been pretty cool. That would have been a cool voice. But I, I'd rather have him be a badass of some kind in the Marvel Universe. Like, I, I like that Diesel is a badass, but he's just, I don't know, he has, like, a really innocent quality to him that I like. It's really contrary to, like, the Fast and Furious movies where he's this, like, stone-cold badass. I never watched those. They're actually, you know, in that if in that fun, like, midnight kind of movie vibe, they're pretty fun. I'm not going to say they're great, but I'm going to say they're fun. Yep. I didn't watch them because I don't like Vin Diesel. Yeah, and uh, I think I'm going to say you're wrong on that, but, you know, but, well, love you, you know but you're why. wrong. <laughs> you know why I don't like Vin Diesel. <laughs> yeah. I, it's the voice. Yep. I, I really, I, honestly, I don't know why, but I can't stand his voice. <laughs> it really bothers me. It's like nails on a chalkboard, and I do not know why and i love his voice i uh, just if he would try to i think if i could see him like try to clear his throat i bet he would sound normal oh one other bit while i'm thinking about it mm -hmm. uh this is something else i would have liked the film to do but once again in a sequel this whole thing's gonna be null and void anyway because it's just kind of inherent uh I really enjoyed, once again, they didn't do 20-minute info dumps on, yes. like, the world, and here's this, here's this, like, holding your hand through it. Mm -hmm. I love that they just kind of drop it, and you'll figure it out as you go. Yeah. With that said, though, I would have liked to maybe get a little bit more of an insight into the Kree and Xandarians and why they hate each other. Yeah. Maybe in a sequel, I'd really enjoy them going into that, uh, because that would help Ronan a little bit more as a character if we knew just the nature of why they hate each other. Mm-hmm. Or even if you just made it something like it's it's a conflict so old as time that like no one really knows the reason anymore so much as they just hate each other and that's all they really do like just going into something like that would be pretty cool uh, even just a short little piece of information about that would have helped yeah um, but once again kind of becomes moot once sequel comes out because I'm sure they're gonna go at least inherently a little bit more into the Korean Zandarians yeah so I would have liked to see that but. I doesn't hurt the movie a ton. Yeah, no. So, yeah. Uh, do you have anything else to say about Guardians? I don't think so. It kind I think of, that covered everything. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. It's still in theaters if you guys uh, were debating on whether to watch it or not by now. I'm sure you guys have, and I'm sure you just were just, oh, hey, what'd they think of it? Uh, yep. where, where would you think it would wind up in your... Is it in your top five now, do you think? Uh, it's definitely in my top ten wonder if anyone's gonna get that i'm not even gonna say why don't don't even say it if somebody gets it then you're smart and i love you um yes it does break my top five um i think i i remember my list i would probably bump hulk back to six and put this at five see that's gonna be my debatable one it's either gonna be six or five 
yeah, I'm, I'm going to bump Hulk back to six. Even though I did love Incredible Hulk, this was just fucking awesome. Yeah. Which, uh, hey, kudos to Marvel for once again taking a complete gamble and knocking it out of the park. I uh, can't wait to see what kind of films come out of this because of the success. Mm-hmm. I know the moment that this, like, I think the week before it came out, they announced a sequel to it and added another film onto their, like, 2019 slate. Yep. So maybe that'll be... It'd be cool as well if that's, like, an individual Thanos movie, just, like, completely be, like, crazy out there with it. Yeah, that'd be... I mean, I, I can't wait to see what the, what they do with Thanos. They're doing such a good job of just slowly building him up around. Yeah. I think if maybe the only thing Marvel can work on is... Oh, wait, I forgot to praise him about something else. Damn it. Keep on doing this. I love how subtle the love interest is. Yeah, I, I seem almost, to be hearing a lot yeah. of people complain about the love interest, but it's like they don't have the dumb kiss and make out scene. Mm-hmm. Not at all. They they establish the characters. It almost yeah. happens, and I love it. Uh, me too. And they the the actors have good charisma. They set it up for a sequel, and that's how you should do it. Yep. Like I I, I just feel like you got the origin, you got the characters bouncing off each other. We didn't need just the token love interest either. No, and it, I mean and. As far as we know, there won't even be one. There might not be one. Which it doesn't need to be one. No, it doesn't. If it's there, hey, cool. At least you gave it a film for me to buy it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah I, yeah. I think that's about all I got now. I think so. Uh, so, looks like that will do it for today. Uh, thank you guys for checking us out on this short episode, actually. I'm pretty impressed that we were able to condense that one down still. Yeah, you guys should be proud of us. Yeah. You should give us free money for that. Uh, maybe maybe not so much there, Brian. No, not free money. Um, but, but I, I free am, views. Yeah, no, free views. And dev, make sure you guys are letting your friends know um, to come check us out too. Um, try to get as many people in because we do have some cool stuff coming up if we can get a few more uh, fans on the Facebook page. I don't want to spoil what it is yet, but it's going to be awesome. So I'm pretty excited for what's coming. I don't even know if you know what I'm talking about. I think you do. Yeah, I think I do. But so I'm hoping to do this once we get a thousand likes on Facebook. I want to try to start it. So, and also some follows on the uh, blog page itself. Yeah, the, too. follow us on the um, the WordPress site, um, Twitter, Facebook. I'm really just shooting for a thousand likes on Facebook to to try to start this up. Okay. Because I think that'll be enough to get enough people to participate in what we're gonna try to do here. So, um. Make sure you guys are letting your friends know to check us out. If you got any friends listening to comic books and aren't listening to us, um, hit them if you have to. Threaten them. Bribe them. Or you can just play a few minutes. I'm sure we can win them over. Or do that. That might work. It, um, something that won't get the cops called on you. Yeah. Unless well, unless it starts the Dark Knight Rises argument. I wonder how many domestic disputes are going to be called on because of that podcast episode. Yeah. Probably however many views we have. At least well if not more because like i like to think that a couple of people could just hear an opinion though for that and not just go like no uh, i'm giving people i would like to think that but no uh, i love you anyway sometimes yeah. not so much <laughs> but anyway <laughs> as we we credit ourselves for keeping it short and continue droning on about things that are it's relevant what we do <laughs> <laughs> that's the that, that is why we have an audience too that's yeah the pretty funny much part. But, yeah, make sure you guys uh, just let your friends know. Have them come check us out. Um, like us on Facebook, Twitter. Follow us on the WordPress. Check us out on iTunes. They All, all of our episodes are available there for free. Um, 
I don't have anything else, do you? No. Uh, thank you guys, as always, for watching. Cool. See you next week. Thank <laughs> you.